The next few episodes were recorded in advance in preparation of Bex having her baby. These episodes were recorded prior to Taylor announcing Red, Taylor's version, so we know that a new re-recording has been announced, but we wanted to keep in our theories about what we thought was coming. We hope you enjoy the episode. It's not gonna... It's not gonna take long. So, today's Thursday, and Taylor Swift didn't announce anything again. Did you guys hear about Lord though? Yeah, didn't her new song just come out? Yeah. Yeah. I like have seen snippets of it. Like I've heard a little bit of it. I saw Steven's TikTok about that's, it. That's how I found out about it. Yeah, that's how I found out it was like actually out, even though we like we totally follow Jack on our Instagram and I saw that it was coming, but I didn't know like when. But um yeah, I don't know how I feel. I haven't I obviously haven't heard the whole song. I don't know how I feel about it, though. It seems very odd. I think the first line was something about, like, not liking the cold. And I'm like, girl, didn't you just spend, like, three years in Antarctica? <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't listened to even a little bit of it. I will, though. I'm honestly not. Like, I like Lord, but she's not, like, my favorite. So I'm not as familiar with her music, to be honest. Royals, when that came out, felt like... Like, I just, that song takes me back to the beginning of my sophomore year of college. Yes. That's the only thing I can think of when I, like, hear that song and, like... But I am a little surprised that Taylor hasn't, like, released anything about her next re-recording drop, though. Like, I was... I think we were all predicting, well, not... I don't want to speak for everyone, but every week... Swifties were predicting that Taylor would drop something, and she hasn't, so it's gonna be when we least expect it. She's gonna drop it on, like, a Monday. Like... Well, you know, Steven, when she posted the... her Instagram... not Instagram story, when she tweeted about that whatever she tweeted with the four red hearts, and everybody was like, red is coming, and Steven was like, wait, is this actually has all of this just been teasing taylor swift like the self-titled album and i and then he started talking about how like the the 15th anniversary of like tim mcgraw is coming up and i i i totally made a tiktok talking about how like debut is going to come on the 15th anniversary of either like tim mcgraw this summer or the 15th anniversary of the album release which is in october and October is not a Saturday or, like, a Friday or anything. Like, it's, like, the middle of the week. But Tim McGraw, like, the 19th, that's Saturday. Huh. Okay. Okay. I mean, after, like, I saw his TikTok and then, like, just thinking it through, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. I kind of wish he did it sooner, though, because it would really help us since we're already going over debut. But whatever. <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm like kicking myself for not posting that draft because I I made that like it was after we painted the living room purple. So like early May. Oh, wow. Yeah. Although by the time this episode comes out, because it's going to be what, like a week and a half, we might have something. We might have something by then. We can hope. We can hope. Do you think with uh, debut that'll be there will be vault songs? Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. so I'm not sure. I was really convinced it was gonna be I'd lie at least, but I'm not so sure anymore because. Well, okay, so that song, the verses sound like um, I totally told you guys this before in our group Girl chat. Next door. The chorus song by Saving Jane. Bailey's been listening to that song like nonstop. I really have. <laughs> Ever since you said something, I can't stop listening to it now. Like, I forgot about it. I'm like, oh, what a gem. Yeah, it's so good. But okay. So, but the verses sound like another song that was popular in the early 2000s, too. So I'm like pretty sure that's like why the song got axed. But anyway, you're right. Like, the chorus sounds very similar to Girl Next Door by Saving Jane. And Saving Jane actually did a TikTok about I'd Lie. I saw. And she was basically like, people have asked me about this for years. 
I still don't know what the right answer is. It's a weird situation. And that just makes me think that we're not going to get I'd lie. Like you would think that like maybe Taylor Swift would at this point in her career be able to just give them a songwriting credit on that song. But I don't know. That TikTok was kind of weird. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it was an Easter egg and Taylor Swift was like, hey, do this for me. Like, you've got a songwriting credit. You know, this is coming. Like, your I'd Lie is going to be on my debut album's re-recording. Or it's not. And, like, it's, she didn't, like, maybe she tried and they did, the band didn't approve it or something like that. I don't know. I'm really nervous. That was the only one I really wanted. Want permanent marker too, and dark blue Tennessee. Those are the only three that I really, really am dying for. I've never heard dark blue Tennessee. I wonder if they, if those wouldn't be considered vault songs. Like I think, I don't know that she would consider those vault songs. I think she might consider those just like a part of debut bonus tracks. Yeah, like how she included like today is a fairy tale on Fearless. You know. Yeah, but none of those songs were ever officially released. And Today Was a Fairy Tale was on Fearless because it was officially released, just not on an album. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, studio versions of those songs that are, like, available on YouTube. Like, I know specifically I'd Lie and Permanent Marker have studio versions available. And I think, I know she said, I saw a video of her performing once saying that Permanent Marker was going to be on Fearless when it came out. And then I'd Lie was like, I don't know. There's a bunch of people who are saying that I'd Lie was originally on the Beautiful Eyes EP. But I can't find anybody who actually has proof of that. So there are studio recordings out there, but they were never officially released. If they were vault tracks, they would be vault tracks. I don't know. We shall see what happens. We shall see. I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced that it'll be debut that she dropped next. I don't know. Oh, at this point. I change my mind like every week. Every time someone's like has a different theory about something, I'm like, okay, that could be true, and then I start to believe it a little bit, and then I'm like, I honestly don't know. Like, I I can't predict it anymore. I we kind of had a sense that Fearless was coming. It was really obvious, and I think that's why she's kind of like messing with us because of how yeah. obvious it was. Yeah, well, I wish Chandler that said it during the last episode that like we got really good at guessing like what was coming like we guessed that it was love story or we guessed that it was fearless coming so I now I just feel like she's just like you know adding fuel to the fire and just like doing everything she can to confuse us or like throw us off her track she's like working now (laughs) yeah it is working right there is no tracks (laughs) (laughs) surprise Fearless was the only one she was re-recording. <laughs> no. That would, or the one that she'd be releasing. Like, where she was like, I'm just releasing Fearless this year, suckers. And then we would all be like, what? Even though that's not. I mean, that would not. build anticipation. It would. It would. And it would be a good way to make money. I feel like over time, she would keep, you know, stacking up the dollar bills with three all these chapters she's releasing. And then having merch and then taking the merch away and then having the merch again. I think she, her marketing team knows what they're doing too. Has anyone so. checked the store? I haven't. Is there any like merch? <sighs> I feel like somebody on TikTok would have let, let us know if there were right. something. Yeah. Oh, it's still fearless stuff. Okay. Well, are we done with our theorizing so far? Yeah. I think. I feel like we can only theorize so much you know it'll come one day we'll be right maybe next week we'll be right who knows (laughs) yeah i mean next week i i I would think that her easter eggs would need to get a lot more specific like a lot more specific they've been too vague too broad lately i don't think anything is coming in the next couple weeks at all i agree i'd be surprised yeah she might be giving olivia some time to shine since she just dropped Sour and kind of, like, let that ride. Yeah. Lord is dropping new music, too. And then Lord, and it's, like, a whole bunch of people right now. And she's friends with both Lord and... Anyways, and I'm pretty sure somebody else that she's friends with is dropping new music. I'd have to look into it. 
I've heard that Adele is dropping new music sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's a busy time <laughs> for yeah. artists right now. So the summer is like a big time to release stuff. So Also with COVID starting to be a little bit more controllable, you know, like people are getting vaccinated, like things are starting to open up again. I'm sure that's that plays a factor too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Because before they probably couldn't go really into recording studios. Like, if you had one in your house and you had that there, then, like, obviously you can do it. But, like, to actually go in, especially Mm -hmm. in places like L.A. or, like, in London, places like that, like, you can't, you know, you couldn't do that until now, basically. Right. (sighs) We'll we'll see how it plays out. Maybe we really will get something on that July 9th. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I kind of forgot. July 9th is a Friday. It is. It's a Friday. I don't think it would be Speak Now. I mean, that would make the most sense because obviously Last Kiss, but I don't know. July 9th, it's Friday. We'll see. I'm still not sure that she would, the whole like Grammy thing that we talked about last time, I still feel like that plays a factor into, you know, what she's going to release and what she's not because she still has an album in contention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that I think that her releasing her albums that have already won album of the year at the Grammys also kind of shows like, hey, I'm not out here doing this just to win Grammys. Like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but No, it does. No, I get it. A lot of people accuse her of like being favorited by the Academy and like all that kind of stuff. And so I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess let's get started. (laughs) Let's do it. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey. And I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. Today we're going to be talking about I'm Only Me When I'm With You, which is the first song off of the deluxe album. You guys are looking at me weird. Am I wrong? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably- okay associating right now (laughs) i'm very much a shit show today so just let me know if something's off i'm only me when i'm with you so yeah it's the 12th song off her debut album deluxe version so i couldn't really find a lot of background on this song like hardly anything but little song facts which i don't know if i've believe in not believe but i'll tell you okay i said this song is about taylor swift and her best friend abigail which i know that like the music video compilation of like the real footage of you know them hanging out her and her friends and you know her mom and everything but if you really listen to the like song you know they talk about a small town boy and girl so like i don't really believe that this is about abigail unless like we you know there's something else to it that we don't know about but i mean it it is if this is talking about the music video then yes the music video is very much circled around her friendships and her family yeah i saw that too on song facts and i was like this maybe except for the really the only line the only line that makes me think that that's not what it is is just a small town boy and girl yeah Exactly. So, but maybe it could have been, like, maybe she wrote the chorus and it was inspired by her, like, friends and then wrote the verses about something different. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so this is written by Taylor Swift, Robert Ellis Oral, Angelo Petragila. So there's three writers to this song. So maybe what you were saying is right. Maybe, like, some of the other writers was like, we gotta add it, like... We can't have this be like a song about a friend, which is silly if that was the case, because that's what the music video was. So. I mean, if I 
the way that I think about it, probably like she wrote the chorus and or like had the idea for the chorus and then like went to like a a writing session and they were like, oh yeah, and then we can add this and like it's not necessarily that they were like, let's change this to be about a, a relationship, but maybe they were like, oh, this could be about a relationship. I mean, even if it didn't have that one line, we're going to go over it, like, you could still relate it to a relationship, too. It's just, it's like about a best friend, boy or girl. Yeah. Significant other or not. Yeah. Okay, well, I only have one quote, and it's from the Reptor. She played this as the surprise song on October 26th in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and obviously this is 2018 because it was a reputation tour. But all she said was, I wrote this song when I was 13 years old and it was like a bonus track on my first album. It's called I'm Only Me When I'm With You. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad what even Taylor herself doesn't have anything to say about it. Right. <laughs> Because usually she does really great with, like, her speeches, like, before yeah. songs, and, like, she'll give, like, really cool intros, and... <laughs> she'll have this whole backstory about it. Yeah. Nope, not this one. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the intro, like, the, like, speech that she gave before she performed it was more so about how she's really enjoyed being able to, like, surprise the fans with, like, older songs. She did say that, like, this was a song she hadn't performed in forever, and she was like, many of you were not even born the last time I performed this song. <laughs> true, though. Like, true. Yeah. yeah, it is. But, yeah, that's the only quote I have from somebody's recording of it uh, from the Reptor. Um, yeah, there's, not, there's nothing on like critical acclamations I mean anything there's nothing outside of what the album itself won like nothing no one even like sometimes I can find people talking about specific songs like critics mentioning specific songs but I didn't find anything for this these bonus tracks are like the forgotten stepsisters of debut yeah I did when I was doing background I did find a little it was like a cd single review and it all they said was sweet country pop is perfect for a slumber party and they rated it three stars out of five this <laughs> <laughs> is a summer song like it is sure yeah it definitely reminds me of summertime yeah well, i guess we could get started on the lyrics then <laughs> yeah okay i'm like whenever i try to like when i read the lyrics i like try not to like end up sing saying them you know what I'm saying because it's like I just anyways okay especially with her earlier music where the rhyming patterns are very like it's hard not to sing it yeah the cat the, the way and I don't know rhyme patterns off the top of my head I'm sorry but you know what I mean like the way it's categorized and it, the way it flows is very different from like her older or her later stuff you know and so it's almost it's very hard I have to like catch myself and like <laughs> try to keep my voice as monotone as possible so I don't end up like inflecting and okay I do it all the time I like will take weird pauses or like pronounce things the way that she sings it you know how sometimes the like right it just slips in yeah you just it's like naturally anyway <laughs> okay Friday night beneath the stars, in a field behind your yard, you and I are painting pictures in the sky. Sometimes we don't say a thing, just listen to the crickets sing. Everything I need is right here by my side. I mean, even though this song doesn't get a lot of love from critics and, like, there isn't a lot of information about it, this is in my top five for debut. Like, I love this song. I think it's just such a cute, like a cute song it's like many songs on her debut it just makes me smile and this whole verse makes me smile i love the rhyming pattern like she literally rhymes stars with yard and then sky with side like it doesn't rhyme but somehow she made it work well especially with her country accent then too yeah the way she says stars and yard and like like when you lit when you listen to it, it's very much country fried. Yeah. Okay. Did anybody else see Biddle's ex, so like Bailey on TikToks, TikTok today about somebody asking her if Taylor faked her accent or not? Yes, something. I did see that. I did see it. And then some. And then she, Bailey was talking about how 
even with like red, she still kind of had that accent because of the way she pronounced 22. And she was like, she said 22. And I'm like, what, how is, wait, what, how are you supposed to say it? Like, what, that sounds right to me. <laughs> what is it? What, what about that is like Southern country sounding? I don't, I thought that's how everybody said 22. <laughs> I'm confused. I, 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 need, I, didn't, I need a Yankee to like explain <laughs> Like in red, but like by the time red, she was kind of still like having like a little bit of a country. Her her point was that she doesn't think that she was faking the accent because even when red came out, the way she pronounced twenty two, I I think it's her not saying the t in twenty very like pronounced. I don't know about okay twenty like twenty. Like, where you, yeah. like, bite it off instead like of being, like, like T-W-I-N-N-Y instead of, you know, how you pronounce or spell 20. I say 20, so. Yeah, I, mean, I, I say 20. I don't really think about it that much, so. I, I like to say I'm very aware as a Southerner of, like, certain, you know, especially because I've lived in so many other places outside of, like, the South, but, like, that caught me off guard. <laughs> Not that, and I know we've talked about this whole thing before, because, and I'm in the camp of agreeing with Bailey or Biddle's ex that I don't think she ever faked her accent, just from my experiences, but, yeah. I don't think she did either, and even the, like, accent she had when she spoke when she was, like, 16, like, the interview about uh, Leanne Rhymes that they were, that Bailey on TikTok was using as an example of, like, her speaking voice, I was like, that doesn't even sound very country. Like, that doesn't sound like a very country accent to me. Like, but I, that's what I hear every day. I hear that and like even more thick Southern accents. So like, to me, I'm like, it sounds like she's got like a little bit of like the dialect, but that I would not say that that's like a super Southern accent. But I also don't think that I have a very Southern accent either. I mean, you have an accent, but it's not like... You know what not I mean? The typical, like, come here and get your sweet tea, darling. You know what I mean? Not like the twang. Like, yeah. Yeah, you do have like an accent, but it's not like a very, it's not super heavy, I would say. And I don't even like have an accent unless I get like mad and then it comes out. Mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comes out like when I'm really tired. Like, yeah, wait. and it's like almost like slurring your words. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But, like, the whole point of that is just to say that, like, honestly, can't remember. Oh, you guys are saying how she, like, rhymes stars with yard because of, like, the country accent. And, like, again, we've said this before on another a- episode. I think she didn't she didn't fake her accent when she was talking. And she also, but she did probably play it up when she was singing because that's just what you do did in country music back then. But it's yeah. what you do still. Like, I mean, yeah. in country music, you play up an accent whenever you sing in country music. That's just part of it. But, like, I 100% believe that her accent then was, like, just a natural consequence of where she was living in Nashville and being surrounded by people with those those accents. And it's just, sometimes your voice just mimics it, whether you like it or not. Like, it just happens. Like, that's just, yeah. And then, of course, she spent so much more time in L.A. and New York. And I'm sh- being in a place like New York where they have very specific accents, it's you're bound to lose some of it, too. I it's, mean, it's gonna my be whole family lived in Massachusetts for, like, 10 years or something. And they had, like, thick, like, Boston accents for the longest time. And then they moved to Maryland. And it, like, all, they don't have that accent. Sometimes when my mom says certain words, it comes out, but they move so much on the, you know, East Coast that, like, it they lost it over time. So, I mean, it's definitely makes sense that Taylor, and I'm sure the same thing happens to her, certain words or certain situations, she also, it comes out maybe. Who knows? Probably, yeah. Like, that happened to me when I moved to Idaho. I had a really, like, Southern accent, people said to Idahoans I did I've never had like a super heavy southern accent because both my parents are Yankees so I moved to Idaho and they're like wow you're so southern you know but when I came back for my first semester everybody like back home in South Carolina was like your accent's weird because I picked up some of the way that like Idahoans talk like westerners not Pacific Northwest not California not Midwest they have like a very specific like they say like good deal and stuff like that 
and certain certain things the way they pronounce things and it made my accent kind of weird like often people were like I had no idea like it's just you know you're around it interesting to me yeah and then I a whole other podcast in itself honestly (laughs) yeah we could yeah we could like go on to that forever anyways let's go on to the course basically the pre oh yeah or the pre-chorus I'm sorry and I know everything about you I don't want to live without you I'm only up when you're not down. Don't want to fly if you're still on the ground. It's like no matter what I do, well, you drive me crazy half the time. The other half, I'm only trying to, trying to, trying to <laughs> let you know that what I feel is true. And I'm only me when I'm with you. So I feel like, like what we were talking about before, about how someone said that it was about Abigail. Like, I feel like it's like a feel-good song like when you're just like about being with like your person regardless of you know whether that's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you know whatever yeah I see the chorus and the bridge being inspired by Abigail and like their friendship because there's not like a whole lot I mean there's not anything that really like screams like this is about a romance, you know, like, yeah, it, when you're like, so close with somebody and like, that's your best friend in the world. They're like your sister or whatever, like how, you know, Abigail and Taylor were slash are, I can see how the chorus could be about like inspired by their friendship. Oh yeah. But also I loved this song. This is one of my favorite songs when I was in high school, like after this first came out, because I was like, I've always been the kind of person who's like, I, well, I used to be the kind of person who's like, I'm really shy at first. And like, I can still be that way. And then like, once I'm like comfortable around people, like, I, I'm like way more outgoing. But the thing about this song that really like, I guess, spoke to my little 14 year old heart <laughs> um, <laughs> was just like relating to the idea of feeling like you can't be yourself around other people. So like acting different with like different kinds of people because based off of like your level of trust or your level of comfortability, I, I always felt like that with like certain like kinds of people. And then there were people like my friend group, like specifically like in the ninth grade, like Rebecca being one of my really good best friends in the whole world. I always felt like I could say stupid things and like be myself like around you And it was the same with, like, other friends, but that, like, it wasn't the kind of thing that I would do around everyone, you know? Yeah, like, almost that youthful innocence when you're in that in-between stage, kind of like the pre-teen, early teen stage, where you're just running around, like, being a kid, and all your worries are, like, mainly about, like, you know, the boys or girls, and, like, friendships, and, like, what grades you're making on your, like, Spanish or French test. You know what I mean? Like, very, like, minimal, like, problems, and you're just... You know what I mean? Like Chandler and I spent some time at like the lake that's close to our house. And it's, you know what I mean? It's like just jumping off the docks, just being a kid, you know? Yeah. I think also like you have friends that you, like you were saying, Chandler, you feel like you can be completely yourself around no matter what. And not even just like, I would relate this song to like, Bailey or I would relate to I had like a childhood friend that I was growing up with this reminded me of her too anybody that like I felt connected with in that way that I felt like I could open up and also have those like deep one-on-one conversations with that person you know when you're like just talking about life and talking about like your dreams and all that stuff kind of kinds of things that maybe like you wouldn't do with just like an acquaintance or like you know like real friendship you know, and that's what this whole chorus reminds me of. Yeah. It's that like stay up. We talked about in the last episode, like stay up till 2 a.m. talking on the phone with that friend about like everything under the sun. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And even like the first chorus, like we didn't really talk too much about like the actual like lyrics in the first chorus. But like this, the first chorus sorry, chorus, the first verse, we didn't really talk that much about the first, the lyrics in the first verse, but, like, the, the first verse and the chorus, I, like, lived, like, these kinds of moments all the time in high school, in college, even now, like, 
I remember going to one of my friends' house and laying on her dock with all of our friends, literally looking at the stars and, like, talking. And, like, I remember, like, my husband and I will get the hammock out and, like, lay in the hammock at night and, like, look at the stars and, like, try to find constellations. So, like, everything about the, the first verse and the chorus just, like, relates to so many different aspects of my life and so many different moments in my life. I feel very nostalgic about this song in general. Yes. I was I was just going to say, like, this past weekend, I went camping with Annie, and, like, that's what we did. We were in a hammock together, like, looking up and just feeling our surroundings and just living in the moment. And that's kind of what this is all about. And it does kind of stand through all of time, I feel like, no matter what stage in your life. You always have people like that in your life. At least I hope you do. Like, that, that you could be who you are and you can talk about those deep conversations and all of that what i was going to say is the chorus specifically never mind never mind. not in this chorus <laughs> <laughs> not in this part of this this one. <laughs> i was going to say because we're put down so your pregnancy brain doesn't forget it for when it actually comes around <laughs> but i was going to say that like this, this song reminds me of an extremely happy version of a place in this world hear me out before i'm like before you're like what the fuck is she talking about because like you know a place in this world is just literally you know the title speaks for itself you know it's like all about a girl just that almost like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know who i am i'm just kind of trying to figure it out i'm just going along just doing my thing it's kind of like this this i Are you singing? I was singing a place in this world because you were like, it's about a girl who doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what I want. (laughs) Well, exactly. And it's just like, that's how you, that was your state of mind for the most part at that age, at the age that we're all feeling nostalgic about when we're looking over the lyrics in this song where you're in those kind of like moments where it's like, eh, I don't know what life holds for me, but I know that like this person by my side is like, my ride or die, or is that out? Is that in? I don't know. Gen Z, to confirm for me. <laughs> you know, like that, like one person that's always in your corner. And like Chandler said, you can just be completely yourself around, like judgment free zone and just being able to like let go with. Anyways, yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. If Taylor Swift debut is a musical, I guess A Place in This World would go first, and then I'm Only Me When I'm With You would be next when they meet, the girl meets her bestie, and they, like, you know, yeah. come to, I honestly, I wish this was a musical. I wish there was a musical okay, for are you each. Guys watching the Taylor Swift love story, the Taylor Swift musical. I haven't, I haven't, but I need to. I need. Oh to. God, James just showed up at Betty's party <laughs> in the last episode they released. So I can't anyway. wait. I have never heard of this. Yes, I've been sending these in our group chat. There's somebody on TikTok, and she's making Love Story, the Taylor Swift musical, and it's about three friends. Uh, one of them's name is Betty. <laughs> I think one of them is Sam, and one of them is Ella. And they moved to New York because Sam wants to be a pop star, and Betty just got her heart broken by James. And Ella is secretly in love with Betty, and James is always calling, like leaving voicemails for Betty, and it's like the verses of <laughs> of like the song Betty, and like um, oh my gosh, that's so funny. You belong with me about. Betty and Sam finds it crumpled up in the trash and like steals it and like performs it for somebody to try and get a record deal or something like that. There's d- drama. What? I need to. I only saw the first video you sent like about the idea, but I didn't actually. There's 13 parts to it right now. Oh my God. Okay. I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's on TikTok? Yeah. No, the love story musical, the, the girl who does that. Her name on TikTok is it's Mia Weinberger. I think that's sorry if I butchered her name. Um, sorry, Mia. <laughs> well, you know, it could be Maya. I don't know. <laughs> Maya Weinberger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry if I mispronounced the name, but your Taylor Swift musical is badass. If you're listening, which you're probably not, but we, and by we, I mean Chandler. Thinks you're a genius. 
I will soon enough once I listen, but I'm excited to listen I to just, it. I just resent the very first episode of it in our group chat. So after this, y'all go watch it on TikTok. I will. Okay. Are we done with the chorus? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So verse two, just a small town boy and girl living in a crazy world trying to figure out what is and isn't true and i don't try to hide my tears my secrets or my deepest fears through it all nobody gets me like you do and you know everything about me you say that you can't live without me so it's interesting because genius has a little note here and they say like just a small town boy and girl living in a crazy world these lines seem to be a reference to journey's song don't stop believing which is true because Okay. I honestly didn't get that connection until just now, but it makes sense. Yeah, no, I always thought, like, I always made that connection. I just, I'm just dense, I guess. (laughs) No, I mean, I just was a weirdo. In in high school, I was super obsessed with Glee, so... I was too, and I'm just like remembering that like face I, that was horrendous, and I'm like, <laughs> and now I, I like, look back because you I know, was too. Talked. I I I watched the first couple seasons, and I'll, then I yeah no I did not I stopped watching it after it was like before Corey Monteith died that I same. stopped watching it. But I remember exactly where I was when Corey Monteith died. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> and then and then I took a like psychology of drugs like a behavioral psychology class about like drugs and society and we had a whole lesson about Cory Monty (laughs) oh wow and talking about like how he died and like why he died and like it was really good class like about it was like about addiction and like stuff like that and you know it was a really cool cool class but uh yeah it was emotional to have to sit there and like and then also like there was Robin Williams like we talked he like did some anyway this is not this is not I could literally go down a rabbit hole like on Glee and Cory Monteith and Leah Michelle and like the whole thing like like looking back at Glee like no offense because I know I know there are a ton of people who are still obsessed with Glee and they love it I don't know how we ever looked at that show starting with a pilot and went, yes, let's watch this. <laughs> let this happen. It's actually kind of I like, was obsessed with it. Same. It's actually kind of cringy. Like some of the things that like they like said and did, I'm like, they really <gasps> like you. My favorite <laughs> kind of is generous. <laughs> it's beyond <laughs> cringy. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah. What like kind of made me start being like, what what is this? Is the episode where they all got drunk and then they were still hungover three days later at school? (laughs) And like when that episode came out, I was young and like did not drink and even I was like, that's not how that works. (laughs) I started to question it when Mr. Schuster's ex-wife or wife did the whole like false pregnancy thing and then like yeah I was like this is this is becoming like so boppery and I think I need to like (laughs) anyway okay so still on the second verse off of our glee tangent (laughs) (laughs) now that you've mentioned it the don't stop believing reference like I can kind of see it but can we just make it clear that don't stop believing in this song are nowhere near talking about the same thing and nope. or are similar. Nope. <laughs> like, that's literally that's about prostitution. Yes. You know? like, yeah, okay. I think this is more just because, you know, Don't Stop Believing is just such a popular song overall. Right, and it's the opening song, just a small town girl living in a lonely world, and it's, like, right. saying almost the same thing in this song, but, like, that's, it ends not, there. Yep. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the it. only parallel. Like, that's, that's, the that's your correlation. Yeah, it, it's literally just a reference to the song. Like, it's it's nothing, it's nothing more well, than that. maybe but. this, maybe, like, you know, Abigail and Taylor, like, liked Don't Stop Believing. And that reference is there because it was one of their songs. Who knows? I don't 
I mean, it, grasping. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so so popular, and it's not one of those songs that's like makes it obvious too. It's, yeah. you know, it's not, and it has like such a good like, you know, the chorus. It just makes it's like a bar song, you know, yeah. like you yeah. sing it, and it's everybody knows it. It's one of those universal like songs, so like that doesn't surprise me. Universal white people songs. It definitely. It is, is our culture. Yeah, <laughs> like this so bright side by the Killers, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wagon wheel. Oh my god! But only the Darius Rucker version. I do not like the original. What is that? The old crow medicine? Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> Somebody's gonna try and like murder me for saying that because everybody hates the Darius Rucker version. But no, I love the Darius Rucker Thanks version you, actually. Um, but yeah, so the rest of this verse, there's there's not like a lot else that can be said, I guess, about this verse because like. To be quite honest, like, this is a good song, but it's kind of, like, generic. Like, there's not a whole lot of, like, detail to it. Like, it's really catchy. Like, it's... Sorry, generic's probably the wrong word to use. But, like, there's just... It's just a very straightforward song about... Yeah. Your person. Like, being with your person. There's nothing, like, hidden under the surface. Like, it's very, like straightforward out there yeah there's no metaphors in this song there's no like this song wasn't written you know like in that artful craft way that you know she's write some of her other this is simply a fun song there are some metaphors because i'm only up when you're not down don't want to fly if you're not on the ground if you're still on the ground it's kind of like not like you know what I mean? Where it's like, we need to take a second it. look and, like, peel back the layers of this. Right. Onion, Not, like, evermore, you know? like, or, you know, yeah. obviously, yeah. but. It's, like, what you're saying. It's really straightforward of just saying, like, hey, we're at this point of our lives. We don't know what our place in this world is. And, like, we're just hanging out, doing our thing, like, having fun. And I, I got do- my person. I love the line that's, like, and I don't try to hide my tears. My secrets are my deepest fears. It's so, like. It's true, you know? Like, and I, oh, yeah. it's cute. like being with your person, like, I don't hide things from Kelly. I don't hide things from Rebecca. I feel like you're my other person. Like, but like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's, you know what I mean? Like, when you have that person in your corner, like, yeah. it's, it's great. And I wish that for everybody. Absolutely. Agreed. So then the chorus repeats. And then we go to the bridge. Well, the. Oh. What? No, just ignore me. Just. (laughs) When I'm with anybody else, it's so hard to be myself, and only you can tell. The end. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't one of her, like, her super strong bridges, but again, it's evidenced by the fact that this is just supposed to be a straightforward and, like, fun song. It's not meant to be this, like, incredibly passionately deep well, she wrote this when she was 13, and I know she wrote other songs when she was that young that maybe were a little bit more in-depth than this, but it's kind of, like, repeating itself, like, e- like obviously the chorus repeats, but, like, the verses right. and even the bridge, it's, like, the same thing over and over again in different words. <laughs> pretty much what it is. <laughs> I mean, not... Basically. But not in a bad way. Like, no, in a- not in a bad way. Like, I, I still think that this is super... I mean, I don't want anybody to think that us saying that, like, it's a, you know, a straightforward song is saying that it's like a bad song no it's, it's, it's in my top it's five a good song yeah it's it's an excellent song it's written very well like very very well it gets but it just it gets the point across in a super relatable way like and then you know like after the bridge that goes into the last chorus and the song ends like that's just how it is i was just gonna say it reminds me of the emperor's new groove where he's like the poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> the poison to kill Cusco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. yes. And I'm saying this all in good fun because this is my favorite song off debut. So, like, I'm just, you know what I mean? From a non-biased standpoint, exactly what, like, Chandler was saying. It's very relatable, but, like, not much has to be said at the same time about it. Like, because it's straightforward and fun and so, yeah. yeah. The the instrumentation, like, the the melody, like, it's all super catchy and it's very got that very like pop country like summertime feel good vibes yes running through a field jumping off the dock into the lake like that's just you know the stars sitting laying on a trampoline at night and looking up at the stars like that's what this song like encompasses wow like you know thinking about it like this having this song be the background to 
you and me like growing up in the south in like 2008 2009 it kind of makes me feel like that's kind of elite like having this song back then growing up where we did not a lot of good things <laughs> but we got this you know <laughs> <laughs> bailey didn't you say bailey you texted me the other day and you said that this song was a relationship song right yeah so oh my god so embarrassing so finally someone else because like every single podcast episode i'm like but wait i have a guy (laughs) (laughs) i dated and i put dated in air quotes and like i think it was like the summer going into eighth grade or maybe the summer going into ninth grade i'm not sure um but we were together for like a a month like he can't even call it a a relationship but this is the song that i like related to our relationship and it's kind of funny because we like I say like reconnected but we just started like talking like via Facebook comments with like everyone from our middle school and I'm like wait this is so I'm yikes (laughs) (laughs) for me like especially the first verse I this song the first verse as it was happening this song was playing I don't know how to explain this so like I also used to relate this to like my high school boyfriend um just specifically the first verse about because we like I remember laying in his yard and looking up at the sky and like in my mind as it was happening it starts because my mind is literally just non-stop Taylor Swift music like this song (laughs) started playing like so like I I related this song to my high school boyfriend back then I now relate it to my husband because you know these are the what this song is talking about is a universal theme I guess in my life so like I relate this more to my husband now like I don't really think about my high school boyfriend when I hear this song but I do remember like being there and like we were laying in his yard looking up at the sky and I was like just a small town boy it's like you're the main character and this is this is happening like yeah. the soundtrack in the background like, like a reality yeah. of your life <laughs> oh, like I literally like my I think it's I literally think it's like undiagnosed ADHD because like I had a song playing in my head non-stop like in middle school and high school there was always some song playing in my head like And, like, things would remind me of songs, and then I would just, like, start thinking. I would, like, listen to the song in my head on repeat if something ever (laughs) reminded me of a song. And it was usually a Taylor Swift song, so. I used to just be, like, if if my life was a song, it would be cute, like, if this were a movie. But, like, it's literally, like, that's what I would do, too. I'd be, like oh my god, it's like that Taylor Swift song or whatever. Or that Hannah, Mon- or Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus song or whatever yeah. the song was. <sighs> my first semester of college, I went on a date and the exact thing, that, like the exact chorus happened to me. Like the, or not chorus, first verse. Like we went on a date on a Friday night and we snuck onto the football field. Like I said, we were in college and we like laid in the grass, like on the field and like looked at the stars and like all that kind of stuff. And like but it's funny, I never related it that way anymore. And, like, what Chandler was saying, it's so funny. The song's, like, so relatable. And it's, like, now that we're, like, all, you know, like, adults and whatnot, kind of. <laughs> we are, but, like, <laughs> our life's a mess. It's funny how we relate it differently. Because, like, I did the same thing, Chandler. Like, I didn't really have, like, a guy I related this song to. But I definitely related it back then to that, like, youthful, you know, just nostalgia I guess is the best way to describe it. And now when I think about it, I think about it in a totally different light. Like my person, like Jesse, my, my best friend, like we, you know, it's more, it's not so much of the specific events that I used to relate it to back when I was like younger, like my childhood so much now is it's an overall like arching message of just being like with your person and, you know, being able to just let go around your person. Like it's just, it's different now, but it's cool that like you can relate it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. For a song that's not, like, super deep, it still, like, goes through time. Like, it's still, like, and that and that goes to show you that no matter the song for Taylor, you can relate to it probably, no matter how old you are, no matter what stage of life you're in. Yeah, um, I mean, I like what you said. I feel like the song is timeless. Like It is. It is. 
Like, I know that, like, within, especially within, like, pop and, like, country music, like, there are fads, there are trends. Like, I can tell you exactly, like, you could play a song and I can be, I can be like, yeah, that definitely is a Florida Georgia line from 2013, like, song. Yes. They're very like, distinguishable timelines. Yeah, like, because, just because there are trends, but this, I feel like this song in particular is just one that's going to be good always, you know? It's always going to be, te- um catchy i agree do we want to move on to favorite lyrics let's do it all right i can say what mine are go ahead okay i really like i kind of mentioned it before and now i can't find it (laughs) and i don't try to hide my tears my secrets or my deepest fears because i think with your person like you know we said it before like you can be yourself but that includes like those things that you don't necessarily tell even like your family like you know it it you really really trust this person in a really deep way and you can be open and you're not trying to like hide any emotion from them or you're whatever you're afraid of you could just be completely honest and yeah be yourself yeah no that's definitely my favorite line too I don't try to hide my tears, my secrets, or my deepest fears. And then also going into the next line, which is through it all, nobody gets me like you do. That's definitely my favorite lines out of the whole song. But I do also really like the the bridge when I'm with anybody else. It's so hard to be myself because, like, as a person living with anxiety, like, I've really struggled with, like, being, especially when I was younger, not necessarily so much anymore, but when the song first came out, I really related to it because I, I felt like I, well, like I struggled to fit in. I felt, and like, I also felt like there were just people that I couldn't be myself around because I was like a weirdo and I was like different or whatever. I probably I, wasn't, but you know. <laughs> I completely relate. Like, I remember my freshman year of college was like really hard and like Bailey, that bridge like made me miss like Bailey and literally all of my high school friends that I could be. my goofy self because I just couldn't be like that in college I don't know it's kind of all I had to say (laughs) um I think my favorite lyrics are the when she says you and I are painting pictures in the sky I just we talked about earlier how this song isn't like super involved with like metaphors and stuff like that like there are a few but it's not concentrated like it is in some of her newer music like with the references and the analogies and um, metaphors that she uses now. Um, And I really like how, like, the song is so simple, but she still found a way to add something, like, deep in there. I agree. I was just going to say my favorites, just a small tomboy and girl living in this, or living in the crazy world, trying to figure out what is and isn't true. Because it just, that's, like, I feel like that sums up like high school for me and like you know that experience nobody knows what they're doing and everybody's just trying to figure it out that's us now (laughs) (laughs) true um so there's no secret message in this song wait really i didn't even know i don't remember the secret messages clearly i don't either yeah there's no secret message in this song so womp womp we can skip this part Let's move on. What's right. next? Song recommendations next? Yeah. I don't, I'll go wait. first. Rebecca, Rebecca, do you want to introduce this segment since it was your idea? Sure. Okay. So we kind of decided uh, last time that it would be really fun to offer you guys some song recommendations based on the way, you know, just our personal opinions of what this song is like that maybe you'd like other songs um based on this and that can be based on like just the lyrics it can be based on like the tone it could be based on the style of music you know anything really i thought it would be a fun addition right i don't know we'll see how it goes if they don't like it we'll just take it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah bailey you want to go first yeah so i don't know if this is like kind of a recommendation but this song kind of reminds me of mary's song like it kind of reminds me of like when she's talking in Mary's song about the couple, it's very vague. Some of the things that they go through and like this song to me, it's just like, I picture the couple from Mary's song. So if you like this song, then maybe, or if you like Mary's song or if you like this song, <laughs> like a deeper <laughs> exploration of 
Mary song, like a continuation of what they go through in their relationship, like their everyday life. So basically, basically the whole musical for debut could honestly start at Mary's song and then everything else is falls into line. Oh my God. That's gold. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I really like that Bailey. Yeah. Like just seeing like, this is like a peek into like their high school life now because it's funny because like a Mary's song, like, it kind of skips that high school part. Like, I mean, it talks a little bit about how, like, they suddenly, you know, yeah, like, I, I grew up. Suddenly, yeah. Yeah, was, like. Like, yeah. And, but then it, like, and it's just that little chorus, and then it jumps to the marriage portion. And so, and then, like, growing up old together. And so, like, we get to see this little, like, you know, what they're kind of doing in high school. Like a thing. snapshot. Of- yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. You see them going to football games together and, right. you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And just being like teens in love without like boundaries that we sometimes put our like put on ourselves, which are good. But like, you know, like when you're a teen and stuff, you just kind of you live a little bit more unapologetically, I feel like, in your relationships because you don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so I thought of. I know, like, we're not, like, big Demi fans. Are you about to say what I think you're about to say? I was going to say one in the same by Demi and Selena. Because if this is, like, a, this song reminds me of, like, Best Friends. And I think that song is, like, Is know, Selena on that song? Or was it just... She was... I think Demi originally wrote it. And then Selena, like, sang with her. So, it's on... I'm pretty sure it's... Okay, maybe I'm thinking something different. Never mind. It was. I just remember the movie, the Princess Switch or whatever it was, the Disney Channel movie, and this song was featured on it. And I, every time I think of that song, I some I sometimes think of I'm Only Me When I'm With You. It has the same kind of like. Obviously, I do prefer I'm Only Me When I'm With You, but I don't know, best friend kind of song. And then I also put 15. I did two songs because, you know, 15 is about friendship too yeah you know your tribulations as a 15 year old yeah 15 is like you know she goes a little bit more in depth like what we were talking about with like deeper metaphors and deeper meaning behind the lyrics like even in 15 that the song's pretty deep like yeah um but yeah that's a that's a good suggestion i like that yeah um so i when I think of this song, I kind of think of, like, the feel-good, like, summer, like, teenage years. And so this one is very cheesy, but it it kind of reminds me of You Sound So Good to Me by Lucy Hale. And, yes, the actress, <laughs> tried, when she did country music, like, seven years ago, it's a very catchy song. And it's just kind of about, like, I mean, it's super, super cheesy. And, like, it, it was, like, a like a cookie cutter like country pop song kind of but let me pull up the lyrics real quick I had them and now they're gone the chorus is like kickback sitting by a crackling fire strumming them get guitar strings guitar I know it's so cheesy but like it's just- you said cheesy and like I was like okay <laughs> yeah no it's very and cheesy she opened her mouth crackling strumming Crack, <laughs> strumming them, and then she definitely says guitar strings, not guitar. like. Guitar. I'm pretty sure that's how she pronounces it. I'm like trying to remember guitar. how. But you know, it, and then it's like in like an old song on the radio that you grew up to, and everybody knows. And so, like, it's just kind of it feels like that like summer southern like growing up type of thing. So, give that song a try because, like I said, very cheesy, but very catchy and then the second one is another Demi song and this is what I thought you were gonna say um and I know Demi Lovato but Made in the USA okay and it's 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 more so just about that like that song just feels like you just like want to roll your windows down and like scream I used to love that song feel good Exactly. It's a feel-good summer, like, happy love song. And that's really, like, even though, like, supposedly 
I'm only me when I'm with you is not about like a relationship. It's about her friendship with Abigail, but like, still it's like a happy song about being with your person and like made in the USA. I think it does. I think it does that like kind of theme very well in a more, I guess, pop manufactured kind of way almost, but not in like a bad way, but yeah. So those are my recommendations. I forgot about that song. Made yeah, in the USA. I was and so I used to hard listen to me it because I felt like I was like having like writer's block when I was trying to come up with song suggestions. I'm like, I don't know any songs. Like, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> the songs I picked are like from 2014, basically. So <laughs> that's the last time my music taste was any kind of diverse. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, I've got two. One's a very country song. Um, are, you, are you guys Carrie Underwood fans? I was. Okay. Have you guys ever heard the song, I Ain't in Shakota anymore? Yes. This song reminds me a lot of that. It's not, it's, you know, I Ain't in Shakota anymore. It's a very specific like she talks about her specific experiences but um it definitely gives off that summer vibe because the first like line no lines the first what is the first the first stanza what if, what am i trying to say first, first. <laughs> <laughs> she says where where the 69 meets 40 there's a single stoplight town and back when i was really young part of that burned down burned down on any given Friday night we drive a hundred miles between the Sonic and the grocery store laughing all the while with as many friends as I could pack in my daddy's Ford but I ain't in Shakota anymore and then she goes on to explain like how like it's different now that she's in Manhattan and like she's found fame and stuff so this is kind of a different perspective but first of all the song's like really upbeat it's very country, but it kind of gives me that, like, you know, what you did in high school specifically, like, vibes, you know, like, just the silly, stupid stuff that you did. And then also part of her chorus, or it, her chorus says, and I'm in a world so wide, it makes me feel small sometimes. I miss the big blue skies, the Oklahoma kind. And it, that just reminds me of, you know, I'm only me when I'm with you, when she's, you know, when you're just talking. Yeah. Anyways, so, Yeah that one and then this other one i was gonna say is this is the new year by a great big world i don't know if you guys do you guys know them i know them i've heard obviously the song they did with christina aguilera and then i think one other song but i've never have gone out of my way to listen to them i loved them in like 2014 i loved them before the say something and then that came out and then i remember when christina came back and they redid the song with her but this is a really good song it reminds me it's it's very upbeat and you guys should, should definitely give it a, a try it's what's it called again this is the new year and it's just basically about starting over it's a new year like it's about living in the moment right and that's kind of like the vibe that I get when it's I'm only me when I'm with you because it's like you're just with your people judgment-free zone just being yourself living in the moment and then experiencing those moments and that's kind of like what that song's about and it's also like I said very upbeat but it's not country um I actually have one more that I just thought of I'm sorry <laughs> it's okay Rebecca are you done yeah go ahead okay. you like made a face and I thought you were like bitch you're interrupting me <laughs> <laughs> no that's the baby kicking me oh. <laughs> the ribs oh. Okay, so another song that is not country, and even though Demi Lovato, her song is not, like, Made in the USA is not a country song, it's definitely got, like, the steel guitar and, like, kind of, like, the country sound to it. This one is full pop. So it's called the... Make sure I'm saying this right. It's called The Fool by Ren Weaver. I can never say Ren Weaver. So you guys probably have heard something by Ren Weaver on TikTok called Pierre, where it's like, and then I found me a lover who could play the bass. Yeah. So I've been obsessed with Ren Weaver for years. I took a class my senior year of college and wrote my final like paper project assignment about her album that came out in 2014, which is what Pierre is on, which is popular on TikTok. And The Fool, basically the song is like, the lyrics are like, and now I see Technicolor, a movie screen lover, 
you chase me while I play the drums or something like that. Oh yeah. You know, the, song, the chorus is like, I'm a fool for you. I'm a fool for. And so that's, it's, it's the same kind of like, for me, it's like the feeling like the, the happy, like the song also reminds me of summer, like being in love, like kind of thing. So, and then also like that I'm only me when I'm with you is kind of like reminds me of I'm a fool for you. And so, um, yeah, so that's my, like, third recommendation. <laughs> yeah. I have another one. Bright by Echo Smith. It used to be, like, my ex-boyfriend and I song, but this song, like, the, I think the universe is on my side, heaven and earth have finally aligned. This is more of a romantic song, but the feeling is, like, uh, yeah, I know this song. looking at the stars, seeing shooting stars and constellations, it just reminds me of the first verse of I'm Only Me When I'm With You. I like that. Okay, so we've got a good one, two, three, four, five. We've got like 10 song recommendations. Honestly, yeah. that's way more than I honestly thought we would come from this. <laughs> right, especially with this song. Like, not that it's yeah. best, but like, it'll just be easier with some of her newer stuff. Or like, yeah, like some, I feel like um, the next song we do, Invisible, that might be an easier because that's definitely a specific trope in music. And so some of the more trope-specific songs that she does, like, we could just pop out, like, so many, like, recommendations, but... All these recommendations are going to be in the bio of this episode, so if you want to write them down or look up these songs, go for it. Wish we could play, like, clips so, like, people could get, like, a little tease other than us just, like, being like, oh, it sounds like it because blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Actually singing the song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just have Chandler do it. Then they can't copyright us. Them all. Yeah, no, I wish I knew if we could, like, we actually got a review on Apple Podcasts asking for us to like play the songs like in the episodes and I just don't know if we can you guys we're not professionals we don't know anything about this we're just making it up as we go so I'm sorry I would love to play the songs in the episode but I'm afraid of getting sued I can look into I can look into it and let you guys know the only other thing that I'm gonna say is did you guys see the new iced coffee cups that shop crew avenue because of my and they were in the writing is purple i'm so excited like i didn't even like i literally just typed in like she's awesome she's we should i was about to say let's shout her out at the beginning of the next episode but it's not coming out for another month thanks for listening to ready for it a taylor swift podcast look out for our next episode where we continue our exploration of taylor swift's debut album with invisible Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to get updates on next episodes. Handles for our social media accounts can be found in the description. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.